Greetings, and thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cannabis Community Insider, a podcast featuring conversations with top influencers shaping the cannabis landscape today. I'm your host, Mark Pasikovich, and in my day job, I am a lobbyist and public affairs consultant, and one of my biggest clients is a cannabis company. This experience as an industry lobbyist and insider gives me access to key people and unique insights that I look forward to sharing with you. We bring you inside the cannabis industry and feature a multitude of diverse perspectives and opinions from business leaders, government officials, community stakeholders, and other key people in the fast-moving world of cannabis. The podcast tells the backstories of the developments you see in the news. We answer pressing questions from patients and consumers and explore the latest developments in cannabis business and culture. And by the way, your voice, yes, yours, really matters in determining the future of this podcast. So please don't forget to like us or recommend us or rate us highly, and certainly don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Community Insider on whatever platform you use. Don't forget, if you want to be an insider, you got to listen to the insider. Few people in Illinois have spent as much time thinking about Illinois' cannabis legalization laws, as has State Representative Kelly Cassidy. She and three other colleagues played a leading role in writing uh, the legislation and passing it into law here. And uh, she is a true expert uh, and a keen observer of cannabis policies in Illinois uh, and elsewhere, and she really knows what's going on. She's really dialed in into the cannabis issue. So we wanted to check in with her as the Illinois General Assembly begins its 2020 spring session. I caught up with Representative Cassidy for a quick interview on the phone just as she was driving down to Springfield to um, get the legislative party started, uh, as it were. The sound quality of the interview isn't the best, but as always, Kelly Cassidy's insights are worth getting, even with poor audio quality. So here we go. State Representative Kelly Cassidy, thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the Cannabis Community Insider. How's session going? Well, we're on our way down for the first day of session this week. We're... uh a little bit outside of Springfield and looking forward to getting busy today. You know, it almost feels like for those of us who are here on and off a lot, it feels like every session sort of has its own feel, its own theme, if you will. What's the theme for this year so far? Well, it remains to be seen, but uh, we've hardly gone two weeks without another uh, shoe dropping in the federal investigation scandal or scandals that are swirling around the Capitol. So that's my early bet for the theme of this session. Well, it's nice to know that we're actually going to talk about a subject that is not illegal anymore. Right? How cool is that? Well, thanks to you. What are you, as, as one of the 
ringleaders, as it were, of uh, the cannabis legalization legislation in Illinois. What's your sense of the uh, first, what, month and a half of legalization in Illinois? So there were hiccups, but nothing that was really not anticipated, you know, which, again, from the perspective of, you know, how we did our research and talking to other jurisdictions and asking, you know, what they wish they had done differently, one of the big pieces has been, and I know folks aren't completely satisfied, and I'm frustrated too, but putting into our bill protections for patient access to their medicine, um, which other states failed to do, and their shortages were even more alarming and more damaging. The shortages that we're seeing are frustrating, to be sure, and I do believe that there's, there are a lot of factors to them, including you know, some better enforcement of some of the provisions on supply that could have been done on the front end. But I think that, uh, by and large, this was a better rollout than we've seen in the states that preceded us. I would agree. We got it a lot better than a lot of others. Uh, what's your... Right. I mean, um, we saw shortages in every state. We saw, you know, we, we saw, I think Michigan only went two or three days before literally everybody was sold out and had to close. And so the fact that we have been able to keep somewhat up and running and, and everybody now has figured out how to get patients to the front of the line and that, that kind of stuff um, is encouraging. Yeah. And, you know, other programs in other states, other uh, medical programs have sort of atrophied of when the legalization took place because, you know, the sense is, well, if I can just go buy it, what do I need a medical card for? But in Illinois, the program seems to be actually growing rather than contracting. What do you think the, you know, why is that? What are we doing right that, you know, patients are feeling empowered? Well, I think that um, it's a combination of things. It's, it's a handful of pieces, steps that we took even before passage of the legalization bill, um, making it uh, less onerous to get your card, um, most specifically removing the fingerprint requirement and creating other pathways. And then Bob Morgan's bill that vastly expanded access, um, the number of conditions that could qualify you. I think those two things, you know, sent a really strong signal to folks to encourage them to come into the program. I think that that's a place where we could have planned better, frankly, um, in terms of supply chain, uh, to make sure that we were prepared for such a big jump in in patient count. But, you know, I think we're recovering at this point from that. So for the uh, dispensary applications, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard there were about 700 applicants uh, and about, you know, just shy of 4,000 separate individual license applications. Do those numbers seem on target? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, we, we saw the same, the same report. And about 600 of those 700 individual applicants were social equity applicants. Um, so, you know, that is a very encouraging sign. Again, how that translates into who gets awarded the licenses you know, we, we have to wait for May 1 to see that. Yeah, and actually, uh, you know, it was, it was very encouraging to see all those social equity applicants. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily want to disrespect people who did not apply as social equity applicants, but it's going to be difficult to make up all those points that folks did not get. But, of course, best of luck to uh, everybody 
In terms of the licensing process, how has that gone um, from your perspective? I'm sure you get all sorts of commentary externally. I'm sure you also get uh, you know, updates and information internally as to how things are going, and you just see a lot of stuff out there. What's your sense of the application process? Is it going well? Is the state doing a good job so far? Well, I have no insight into the scoring and awarding. That's something that, that I shouldn't have anything to do with, and, and you know, it should be something that I don't have a role in as a legislator. But you know, what I saw is what, what everyone saw in terms of the volume and diversity of applicants and applications is encouraging. And, you know, we're hearing good things from folks who are working with folks on applications. You know, there, there's a lot of excitement, and that's, that's pretty great. Um, what's your sense of in terms of legislatively, you know, I think everybody would agree overall you guys got it much more right than not. But that said, what do you see as cleanup this year? What's your cannabis agenda? I guess I think for a lot of us who are close to this topic, you know, one of the questions is, is well, is Kelly sick of it? I actually, <laughs> uh, to tell you an anecdote, had um, a Kelly Cassidy coffee cup in my cup a couple of days ago, and uh, I had a colleague get in the car, and the colleague said, oh, wow, is she still it? Is she still at it? I, I think she'd be sick of cannabis by now. So where are you? Well, I, I did joke at several points in the last six-year process that these folks are ruining weed for me. I don't anticipate that I'm going to be carrying any cannabis bills this year, but I know of several that have been introduced already. Um, and obviously, like, I can't ever completely walk away from the issue and we'll be deeply engaged as we move through this. But, you know, we see in, in the decades since uh, alcohol prohibition ended, we have, you know, easily half dozen to a dozen alcohol-related bills every year. And I think that the same will be true of cannabis. You know, now it's time for others to weigh in with their ideas and see if they can get them across the finish line. You know, this is a huge issue. It's an emerging industry with a lot of moving parts and a lot of areas for specialization if you will, at this point. Like we had, to, we had to go soup to nuts, but now there are folks who just want to talk about delivery and there are folks that just want to talk about, you know, supporting independent businesses. And there are folks who want to talk about consolidation and try to be more pro-big business. And, and that, so the conversations are going to get a lot more nuanced. And it will be interesting to see how it matures. Yeah, for sure. I actually thought it was funny. Somebody uh, asked me a while ago, they said, well, now that it's legal, are you bummed? You're not going to really have a lot more cannabis lobbying work to do. And I sort of chuckled and said, well, beer has been legal for 100 years, and they're, they're one of the most active lobbying groups in Springfield. So I don't exactly. see it going away. Exactly. Uh, I feel the same way. And, and you know, folks in Colorado still – they had – my, my friend is a state rep out there, Leslie Harrod, and I can't remember the exact number, but it was like 40 or 50 cannabis-related bills. What are you uh, seeing? I mean, is there anything in particular that, you know, uh, has come out legislatively that you are think, yeah, this needs to get done or, uh, yeah, this, this doesn't? What's going on this year? What needs to get tweaked? What, what should the cannabis community, uh, both, uh, you know, uh, adult use consumers and patients, what should they be watching for in Springfield? 
Well, so there's definitely still um, a challenge getting the transparency piece right that we're trying to um, sort out. That's something I think needs to um, get fixed immediately to make sure that in the, so in the, in the original medical program, there was basically a veil over all ownership information. And, and you know, I, I got different stories, whether it was um, a drafting error or intentional on the part of industry. I don't know, but the, the ownership information isn't subject to FOIA. So in the uh, adult use bill, we corrected for it, but the rewrite of the medical bill didn't. So there's an inherent conflict there. So we need to make sure we lift that veil um, because folks who have the privilege of one of these licenses should not be able to hide behind paperwork and should be publicly accountable. So we're going to make sure that that gets fixed. You know, there's lots of folks looking at lots of pieces. Like I said, people are talking about delivery. You know, folks are, are still talking about, you know, t trying to find ways to get the licensing uh, process uh, more diverse. Um, so there's going to be folks doing that. It's really all over the place at this point, and it's as it should be. You know, now folks can talk about their ideas and, and see what bubbles to the top and becomes uh, a viable piece of legislation. Who, who do you think will emerge as sort of the, uh, the next legislative uh, cannabis person who's going to pick up the Kelly Cassidy mantle? Um, you know what? I honestly don't know. We'll see. You know, there's a lot of members who have interest in this. And, and as I said, I think it's now, I don't think it needs to be a singular person. Um, because, they, you know, I think that we just, frankly, the bill wasn't a singular person. The four of us may have in many ways operated as if we had one mind, um, but there were still lots and lots of hands on it and done in a very collaborative way. So I think there's lots of room for folks to build their area of expertise. There are people who care about the business structure, um, and that's what they, that, what they can get deeply invested in. There are people who care about the public safety stuff, and that's what they can get deeply invested in. I don't think it's something that any one person has to own. Where do you see um, research going? Is there anything that we can do at the state level to encourage more biomedical research into cannabis, or are we basically stuck um, until the feds do something? Um, it's, a t it's, it's tough. There are some, some research institutions that have found ways to wall themselves off sufficiently to not feel like they're, they're risking federal funding. But a lot of what we heard on our research tours in other states was discouraging of that, uh, of trying to um, invest heavily in research from the state level in an effort to make more institutions of higher learning and research get more engaged. Um, they, it's just it's a tough nut to crack when you've got federal dollars at risk. So a lot of these institutions are afraid to do it. But we're starting to see some movement in that area where some institutions have figured out ways to, to you know, create a separate entity within their entity that they feel comfortable doing it. But I, I think that's something we're going to see evolve, and hopefully the federal stuff will improve soon. And what about the cannabis industry itself, you know, sort of the, the big players, the known players, uh, what's been the dynamic there? Do you feel like uh, these are mostly folks who, you know, honestly want to do the right thing, uh, whether, you know, whether whatever part of the law it comes to, or 
you know, is this one of those situations where these folks have to be dragged, uh, kicking and screaming to do the right thing? Uh, what's your sense of the industry as a member of this community and where they're going? I think just like every neighborhood has its jerks, um, every industry does too. And, you know, what I've found is the whole gamut from folks who, you know, for whom this is mission central to, to do this right. They see a, a, an important social responsibility in building this industry in a way that corrects for past harm. And, you know, then there are folks who are in it for the fast buck and everything in between. I, I tend to focus my... Uh, energies on the folks who, who see this as an opportunity to build an industry in a thoughtful way um, because those are the folks that are the most fun to work with on this stuff. Well, that's a great note to wrap this up on. I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to do this. State Representative Kelly Cassidy, you are amazing. Um, I'm staying at a hotel uh, right across the street from a dispensary, so you you inspired me. I might have to wrap this up and go check them out. <laughs> Perfect. Well, if we were any closer to Springfield, we'd join you. Well, thank you very much, and I uh, look forward thank to you. seeing you at the Capitol sometime soon. Me too. Thanks for having me. And with that, I want to thank Representative Cassidy for taking time out to talk with me uh, for the Cannabis Community Insider. More importantly, I want to thank her for her leadership, her knowledge, her empathy, and her tenacity on behalf of the cannabis community. She is a member of our community, uh, and that's why she gets it. And she is one of our champions. And for that, we're grateful. And many thanks to our listeners. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to give this podcast a positive review, to like us or to give us five stars or to recommend us and comment. Um, and definitely don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Community Insider on whatever podcast platform you use. We are working on new episodes all the time, uh, and we hope you'll join us again. And don't forget, if you want to be an insider, you have to listen to the insider. Thanks, and talk to you soon.